How's my shawarma breath? Mm. Uh, uh, <sighs> uh, uh, I don't know what shawarma you've been eating, but it smells like mulch and Axe body spray, specifically Phoenix. I've been eating the shawarma down at Crazy Falafel over over off of Balboa, and you know what? It's all, you know what? It's just I ate. Like I get I get why you would uh you would criticize the mouth stink. I can't smell anything actually. <laughs> I have a cold. Oh, I don't no. even have a cold. You, I just can't. I have allergies. You keep your distance from me. It's allergies. I shouldn't have said a cold. Is that too loud? No, that's okay. fine. Um, welcome to Media Majors, everybody. This is a this is a podcast storytelling podcast about major media. Pod 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 pod. Ooh, whoa. Okay, Papa. this is a not a this is a podcast about papas. Oh, ooh, it could oh, be. Oh man, one day that'll be when we're I... done with stories. Um, uh, yeah. this is a podcast. Did the audio spike again? No. Okay. Uh, this is a podcast about storytelling, specifically about major media. I talk about movies and TVs. And I talk about uh, games and internet. I'm Tom Lockney. I'm Liam Senior. I specifically talk about like how TVs are made. You're really and... interested in like HGTV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hugh Grant TV. We also try to keep a dog quiet, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. But dogs are silly. Hey, you get little fun snoofs and, and stuff in your ears. Um, Yeah, every week we tell each other a story from our preferred interest. You already said that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going first this week. I'm uh, going to say a quick uh, trigger warning for transphobia and then also a more specific caveat to that. I am going to be talking about Graham Linen, a.k.a. Glinner. If you're, if you're, you know, I'm... I, He's a bad man, and if he if listening to this is going to upset you, check the time code, skip over to Liam's story. Anyways, uh, just to start off, trans people have always existed and will always continue to exist. Gender is not your genitals, and it is a known scientific fact that trans people know and understand this innately from a young age as they are trans. I'm sorry to giggle, it's just whenever I think about people who are transphobic i my brain i had to explain what a turf was to my sister and she couldn't it like she understood it but she just was her whole thing was like but why why do they care so much yeah uh and it just uh, i'm gonna well i'm gonna face of intolerance talk about that um it's also a known scientific fact that early transition helps combat the dysphoria that caused so many trans people to experience depression, thus making them happier, duh, and longer living, duh, because it con- it curbs the suicide rates resulting from said depression. It's like it's like coming out of the closet. It's it's I mean like obviously that is a very different process but it it is similar in the sense that like getting to be your true self makes you happier truth um these findings are the result of many decades of research because as previously stated trans people have always existed forever since time immemorial um, however, the inciting action of today's story begins in 1995, when Father Ted is first broadcast on British airwaves. The Mean Priest Show. Father <laughs> Father Ted is about a priest with problems who's not nice about it. He's mean about and it. And so is everybody else in his life. 
I've not seen the show. It's I all, have. That's it's fine. Yeah. It, you know, it was made by a team of creatives. <laughs> uh, the show ended in 98, but it helped propel one Graham Lennon to fame as he wrote eight episodes in 97. It's a 25-episode show, three series. Um, I think he, co- I think he like, co-created it, too, I believe. Yes, yeah. I believe that's, yeah. Um, he has since worked in comedy television in the ensuing decades, but is now best known for his Twitter presence. It is unclear when or how, but at some point, it would seem recently, like in the last couple of years. I'd say in the last three years. Yeah, I actually have a theory about that. Um, I'll get to later. Lennon was radicalized by British conservatism, specifically the sect defined by trans-exclusionary radical feminism, or TERFs for short. It's all in the name, but for those unaware, TERF is a shorthand acronym for a particular brand of radical feminism whose beliefs are predicated on the exclusion of transgender people. They believe that the very existence of trans people, trans women in particular, is a threat to womanhood, which they have numerous different definitions for depending on what argument they're trying to make or counter in the name of their bigotry. Blasted. Turfs, you're on blast. Yeah, hey. Fucking sit down, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, this is because turfs are an extremely rhetorical bunch. Most of their beliefs aren't actually beliefs. They're just uh, often contradictory talking points. You know, spouted to rationalize their bizarre, bigoted hatred of trans people. They've. It's, oh my god, my favorite, my favorite thing about. Uh, just how dumb turf rhetoric is is like the the they constantly try to insinuate that turf is a slur yep you know Mm -hmm. and it's like okay so your feminism that says if you have a vagina you're a woman and if you have a penis you're a man ergo trans people can't actually exist in that logic that that somehow makes a description trans-exclusionary radical feminism a slur. I suspect if you just said the whole thing every time, they would also say that you were being bigoted against them. Anyways, sorry. The craziest thing about turfs is that they have no bones because of the mental gymna- the gym- amount of backwards bending and mental gymnastics they have to do. Anyways, uh, they have a very specific and active community in England, though they're also quite active in the States, obviously, and globally. Man, if there's a subculture about hate, you know it's active in these United States. Yeah. Uh, almost like, almost like, like, wait, white. this is a good one, this is a good okay. one. Ready? More like the United Hates. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? <sighs> mm. Comedy podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, wild to me that to, uh, you know white patriarchal-led colonial nations would be chock full of turfs. I thought you were talking about us for a second. Turfs <laughs> um, have a very, yeah, a specific community in England. There are plenty of reasons why it's such a pronounced phenomenon in Britain. Like, I think it, I don't think it's unsafe uh, or incorrect to say that it is, it is a more vocal sect in Britain. Yeah, like, I there are, that's fair. Like, yeah, like, I've known, I've known a few turfs in my day. 
Um, I've been down a turf Twitter hole of pain and sadness, and it, it the, the, you know, but the there map is, says UK England a lot. There is a specific, like, UK phenomenon. The short version is that a bunch of turfs infiltrated a British mommy advice forum website known as Mumsnet and, and radicalized all the mums. Oh, no, not the mums. Oh, no, not the mums. Uh, now, <laughs> this isn't to say this is where Lennon was radicalized, and it's not to say... But, uh, but can it be? Well, we don't know. That's the thing. But, like, couldn't we just for funsies be like he was radicalized on a mommy block it might be um nor is it to say that he hadn't held these beliefs prior but this but this is like the stage as it's currently set is like he is he's now an active member of mom's net um and is oh in... no the joke i made turned true yeah he's, oh i'm sorry <laughs> he, he is an active member now i don't know if that's like where it began for him hey he found it which is fucking concerning um anyways uh yeah but you know like i mentioned he's really active on twitter i think that's his most active platform oh easily because i can't imagine how he has the time to go on other places because he's so active on twitter he hasn't made a show in a really long time either uh some of his greatest hits on twitter are spreading disinformation about uh, what being transgender actually is saying that being a bigot towards trans people is comparable to speaking out against the nazis in pre-war germany like that that's a big thing where he's like you know some people were too afraid to speak out about the nazis at first i'm and i would not have been and also i hate trans people and that's the thing i'm speaking out about first they came for the trans people because they were doing nothing well like literally though like that's like the 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 Nazis targeted trans people specifically. That famous book burning photo is of the Germans destroying a bunch of research on trans people, mm -hmm. which is, which like, yeah. Graham Lennon's a fucking idiot. Uh, he literally disseminated a short list. Uh, that is a, Kremlin. a, a manifesto of sorts for radicalizing people. Like it's literally rhetorical bullet points detailing how to phrase propagandistic rhetoric and lead people to transphobic resources. Hey folks at home for a fun drinking game, drink every time Tom says radicalized. <laughs> it's not like that. No, it does. It did uh, he also doxed uh, Stephanie Hayden, a trans woman he was harassing on Twitter, resulting in the literal fucking police showing up and handing him a police notice, informing him he was in violation of the Protection from Harassment Act of 1997, and told him to stop. That's incredible. It's, it's, That's in yeah. it's incredible that he is so obviously harassing these people that the fucking police were like... You should maybe, you should stop this because you're in violation of the law. Fucking bully. Uh, I think this also fails to capture the sheer volume of tweets this guy makes. Like, oh. it is, like, that's the big stuff, but just constantly, all day, every day. I, I have him blocked. I have him muted. I still see this guy's screenshots. I see screenshots of this fucking guy more than I saw screenshots of Elon Musk back when Elon was, like, and tweeting he, before he figured out he could get in trouble for it. And Elon Musk is your dad. Yeah, and Elon Musk is my biological father. Yeah, that's crazy. I uh, went through um, uh, Graham, Graham, Graham Cracker's uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And, like, 
I've been I just kind of like just like scrolled really quickly like for a little it's, bit and then I stopped. It's ridiculous. And, and the farthest I had gotten, I scrolled scrolled like quickly for like ten seconds. Like and the farthest like a I got, hours. yeah, a couple hours. Dude, it's, dude it's, is tweeting. It's fucking, so weird. Like wake up, tweet, go to bed. It's it's a it's it's it sounds like he might he, have like an obsession. Pro- like, oh yeah. Oh no. It's very clearly I, an obsession. It, I not, mean, there's like a hundred. There's like. Thousands yeah. of him on 4chan. But yeah. Just like, because he was a famous comedy yeah, writer. Exactly. We, we all get to really be like, Jesus Christ. These We've people, watched it. These people are fucking obsessed. It's fucking weird. When it comes from someone that, like, you followed on Twitter because you're like, oh, I like this person's work. And then they just, like, what the, like, yeah, what the fuck happened? Because it used to just be jokes. And now it's just nonstop. Poison. I used to when I when I was like super depressed, living at home and constantly online. I didn't fucking tweet that much. I didn't retweet that much. Holy God! Regardless, he is a propagandist and po- pro bigotry activist. The fact that he still has a Twitter account is indicative of how Twitter just doesn't give a shit about moderating their platform. Well, Jack Dorsey couldn't get any beard hairs <laughs> Jack- mailed to him, so. <laughs> What a fucking maroon. Ugh. He denied that in his interview with Ashley Feinberg. Sure, okay, fine. He denied it. Whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I don't fucking <laughs> care. I know it happened. Uh, one of Lennon's more direct, uh, or, or more recent moments of direct material action, though, came when he encouraged the turfs of Mumsnet to bombard the British National Library with complaints after they designated Mermaids, a transgender charity and advocacy group, 500,000 pounds in funding. Mermaids is focused on helping young trans peoples, providing them with resources for a transition, whatever form that may take, as transition covers a broad range of actions. They like to dress this up as child, or uh, not mermaids, TERFs like to dress this up as child mutilation, claiming that these organizations actively pressure children into transition in an attempt to create trans super predators. Like they, like they, they, they very much toe the line that trans women are like a big thing that Lennon does is is call them TRAs to associate them with MRAs and call a lot of them incels because he um he he very specifically wants to spread the idea that trans women are men who who don't have sex and so pretend to be women in order to prey on lesbians which is not a thing it, that like that's like a mousetrap level yeah that is some real that also, is some real galaxy brain shit do they hear themselves out loud saying trans super predators the way that the way that turfs will kind of try to like confuse people is smoke bombs <laughs> smoke bombs and shurikens and copies made out of logs like in naruto <laughs> Like I, uh, there was a there was a woman I knew uh, from college who I followed her on Tumblr briefly and <laughs> emphasis on briefly, and she ended she turned out to be a turf. Uh, I had not known that while I had like known her, but it became obvious through her online presence because uh, all the people that she reblogged were turfs, and. Uh, she would often post meme memes about like. Oh, men say punch turfs. I've literally, I don't think I've ever seen a cis man say punch turfs. What they are doing when they post shit like that is saying that trans women are men and they want to punch. And, and so that is why it is fucked up, quote unquote, for them to say punch turfs. God damn. 
I hate punch Nazis. I fucking hate. Oh my god. We want to punch Nazis. It's unbelievable how fucking bad turfs are. Just the the raw bigotry. Um, raw untapped. It's bigotry. so terrible. So they yeah they dress up like transition as child mutilation, claiming that the, yeah that the, um. They they spin like hormone blockers and and re, and hormone replacement therapy as like mutilation. They also obviously they they uh, uh, refer to gender reassignment surgery as mutilation. None of these things are mutilation. Mm-mm. No. Um, and and these are all things scientifically proven to to improve the lives of trans people who again know that they're trans. Sadly, the British National Library put the funding under review. In response, Harry Brewis, a popular queer British YouTuber going by H Bomber Guy, uh, known for his leftist political essays, decided <gasps> like to <laughs> decided to stream to raise some money for Mermaid. Woo! It began on the 18th of January. His starting goal was $500, and it was sort of a whim, because um, I I can't remember exactly when Mermaids got defunded, but it, it was a minute ago. It, it had been some time. I think H Bomber Guy just decided like. Yeah, this is a good thing to stream for. I'll give it a shot. And like, boy, how uh, he, he certainly was not expecting it to become what it became. Um, he was going to 101% Donkey Kong 64 make some money for this charity. Done, done. And then it went fucking ridiculously viral. There's plenty of reasons for this, but I do truly think that a large part of it was that a lot of people with influence and platform fucking hate Graham Lennon. Because how could you not? I saw the tr- I saw the hashtag and I almost immediately knew that it had to be something about him. Several popular left and left-leaning YouTubers appeared on the stream, as did many popular activist figures such as Chelsea Manning. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez also made an appearance. Uh, there has been criticism leveled around the framing of reporting on the stream, specifically in the way that it centered cis voices, which is true. Uh, in my research, I could not find a lot of uh uh information about who was on the stream that was trans to maybe boost those people um you know contrapoints or natalie win the sort of uh sort of leftist youtuber uh was on it and obviously chelsea manning i did not watch the stream and those are the only two that i knew about because of because of their like relative fame within my spheres of awareness yeah i saw Lindsay ellis tweeting about it yeah 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 um, it, but, you know, I looked for reporting and most of it, if not all, was like, whoa, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went on, which like, hey, that, that's a big yeah. deal. It, but, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I get it. Like, it's cool that John Romero went on the stream and said trans rights, but also the, the point of those streams is so that people, it is not so that people can pat allies on the back, you yeah. know, something to think about. 100%. Uh, the stream ultimately raised $340,000, about 246 or 264,000 pounds. Uh, and lasted over 40 hours. Glinner remains unfazed and is back on my goddamn feed, despite my having blocked him and muted his name, this time for interpreting a explicitly anti-fascist, anti-Nazi thread that specifically is like, I am talking about how to to combat, like, Unite the Right and the Proud Boys. Uh, Shocker, this thread was written by a trans woman. Um... Uh, but Glenner and, and I suspect that's why Glenner singled it out um, and he, he was like this is an attack on tur- uh, not on turfs because they don't use that but he was like this is an attack on feminists and women yeah. um, you know which is kind of all you need to know 
Uh, speaking of which, uh, that that uh, tweeter's name, Emily G. Uh, Gorsensky, I believe, is is uh, her name, had a lot of interesting things to say about like turfs and what being a turf is and how it functions as like a tool for radicalization. Uh, and she she had some pretty salient points, I think. Uh, she compared it to you know how how uh lots of radicalization towards the right prey upon people with legitimate grievances like hi i'm poor in rural america and i'm getting fucked over while like oh man i saw something today that was like the amount of millionaires and people who are truly wealthy in this company is like in this country is like three thousand. there's there's i don't know how many million people live in america but it's, it's around 300 million yeah the fact that that many people have that much of the wealth and it does not feed its way back into the rest of the country is is truly disgusting. And uh, bigots will will prey on that fear to be like, and it's because of the Jews or whatever. And turf uh, turf ideology preys similarly on because it because it has its roots in feminism. It preys on feminist I, uh, ideas of like you know patriarchy and and women and it and it, but it frames it within biological essentialism of gender and genitals being the same thing um and then points people towards you know like the, the rhetorical tricks that graham lennon is is now himself spreading i suspect because because we mentioned at the beginning that this happened like three-ish years ago gamergate was in 2014 and linen oh. and linen loves to be like i said i passed the bare bar minimum of being like well i think gamergate is bad and is clearly misogynist which like yeah and nice on you guy yeah good job buddy um <laughs> so we've been watching letter kenny <laughs> and uh and the, uh, a criticism that has been leveled uh, by, against certain like progressive figureheads within like people who were opposed to Gamergate is that they like had very basic kind of you know not to like basic feminism that is not really that well informed about certain issues like you know gender identity um I mean, like, a great example is, like, Ian Miles Chong. Ian Miles Chong was labeled, like, an SJW for a very long time, and, like, clearly he was just a cynical opportunist who could understand the basic tenets of feminism, but as soon as you poked and prodded him, and, and just, like, generally, you know, intersectionality, because the thing that really turned him was when Austin Walker was like, hey, I think it's a little uncomfortable the way that Witcher 3 deals with race. And he was like, this, and Ian Miles Chong was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm a huge bigot now. I'm a tiny Eggman bigot. <laughs> I'm covered in ants. I look like a penguin. But specifically the way that, like, I, I think that Gamergate opened a door to a, a, and this is pure speculation, but an echelon of feminism that was not really interested in interrogating gender identity beyond the genital aspect. Um, and it and it and that may have in turn opened linen uh, to sources that would go on to radicalize him. Also, because he's exposed to the British, the very prominent British turfism um, propagated by Mum's dad. Anyways, block Glenner. Don't please, please for the love of God. I want somebody to do something. I, I, I he can't be on Twitter anymore. It's unbelievable that he still gets to be on Twitter. Sure is, bud. Anyways. We're going to take a quick break, 
And then I'm gonna tell a story. Have you ever wondered what happens in the Silmarillion? What does Jinko Gene stand for? And how many people can you fit inside of one? And what the gosh darn heck are the ice capades? We found out all about that shit, so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Liam. I'm Eric. And I'm Big Papa. Nope, he's God Tom. Damn it. And we're the hosts of We Are Experts, a show where we speculate wildly about stuff we know nothing about, only to learn what we were wrong about. Doing research, learning things, making our way in the world. And only wasting your time for half of a podcast episode. Oh, welcome to We Are Experts, the world's only short comedy podcast. Every Friday on the Major Cats Network or wherever you find fine literature. Or podcasts. The Three Apples, also known as the Tale of the Murdered Woman, spoiler alert. Oh no. uh, Is a story in 1001 Nights collection, also known as Arabian Nights. It is one of the earliest pieces of literature that has a twist ending. Actually, it has multiple twists. There's a, like a chest, and a guy finds it, and then they open it, but the chest is locked, but then they break it open, and it's like, ah, it's a dead woman. And then the later two men show up, and they're like, I'm the murderer. And he's like, no, I'm the murderer. And, you know, twists and turns. I'm not sure if there are apples in the story. Don't know why it's about called The Tale of Three Apples. I didn't read it. I wonder if it might have something to do with some imagery. Hmm. No. Twist endings are fun as hell when done right. Death Trap. And hilarious when done poorly. That, like, one Elevator movie that was M. Night Shyamalan produced. Oh my god, devil! Or the one movie I saw on YouTube where it turns out Hitler was like a siren. I don't know. It was hilarious. Oh I recommend, recommend it. And sometimes a twist comes along that truly makes your brain melt into brain goo. Oh, is this? And leaks out of your ears. You were in the group chat. I was in the group chat. I didn't realize it would be for today's oh, media boy. majors. Uh, I'd like to thank Eric McAdams for suggesting the following story idea. Uh, thanks, bud. But I also want to give a very quick trigger warning as the movie I'm going to talk about deals with, a, like, a teeny bit with yeah, abuse. child abuse. Child abuse. Oh, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't no, know no, if it's child not abuse. abuse. It's, spousal it's spousal abuse. It's spousal abuse heard by a child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, just, just want to so heads up. Okay. Stephen Knight is an English writer and director. He's written films like Eastern Promises, the World War Z sequel, and Locke, which he also directed the movie where Tom Hardy is in a car. Uh, it's very good. I've seen that movie. It's yeah, I, incredible. I picked a, a good one, a weird one, and another good one he also directed. He's also one of the th- three creators behind Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which is Our, fucking crazy. What? Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Weird. What a career. Yeah. He also wrote and directed a film called Serenity, not to be confused with the Firefly movie. Uh, Serenity stars, this is an insane cast, Matthew McConaughey, a blonde Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, uh, Jaiman Hansu, and Jason Clarke. Uh, the trailer is really funny because all the people before Jason Clark have either won or been nominated for Academy Aww. Awards, and then it just says, and Jason Clark. Ah, Jason. Jason! Um, so McConaughey plays a fishing boat captain named Baker Dill. Uh, like the pickle. I guess so. I like the profession and the pickle. Hmm. Uh, who spends his days obsessing over a particularly large tuna he's named Justice. Named uh, Justice. Yeah. Oh, our fair lady. His the island... Blind! Blind as a bat, but gotta love her. But all of a sudden, things are thrown into turmoil when his ex-wife Karen, Anne Hathaway... Karen! ...comes to town with a favor to kill her new and abusive husband, Frank, for the sake of their son that they had back when Matthew McConaughey and her were together. what a flex, though. It has all the makings for a classic neo-noir flick. 
uh, an unusual setting for a noir, a sort of uh, a, a lingering eroticism that goes to the air through some reason, even though you're like, this is Ooh, a movie. what was that? Was uh, that the scent of, oh, that wasn't shawarma. That was nascent eroticism. An intriguing mystery and a tuna named Justice. Mm. Uh, throughout the film, there are intermittent flashes <laughs> of Dill's son seen through the child's computer screen as he <sighs> plays computer games. Cutting back to the movie, as if the movie didn't just cut to a kid gaming. Ugh. A tuna, uh, a tuna named Desire and a streetcar named Just. Wait, I you got you fucked it up. No! Oh no! You dropped the microphone too. Oh, this is gonna be a loud episode. I'm looking at these waveforms. Oh yeah, we'll put some compressors on it. The following is from the Polygon Review of Serenity by Karen Han. I recommend you go read it. Uh, oh, she's our. Uh, she's their pop culture report digital report i cannot remember uh she's quite good the strangest is the uh she's talking about the things that are strange in the movie the strangest is the appearance of reed miller jeremy strong who drops the following revelation on dill so listen if you don't want to know the twist ending to this movie pause pause the podcast go watch serenity in theaters and then continue here because there's no going back you ready for this, guys? Spoiler Are you ready? cast. Serenity Are you ready? Cast. Is everyone ready for what the twist is? Aw, uh, yeah, baby. Dill is a character in a video game. The island is a collection of minigames. Fishing is a minigame. Finding Constance's stray cat is a minigame. Being played uh, by a very real young boy with a dead father who looked just like Dill. And a new abusive stepdad. And because the game doesn't involve any violence, the programming is pushing back against Dill. Reed is the rules, sent to ensure that Dill stays the course and doesn't commit murder. It all comes to a head when Dill decides to go through with the killing. To do Frank. murder, yeah. And the footage of him letting. Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Dill for killing the abuser. And footage of him letting Clark get dragged off the boat is intercut with footage of the boy getting up from his computer, grabbing his dead dad's knife, and going to murder his stepdad. We next see the boy in jail, imagining a phone conversation in which he tells Dill. In jail? Yes, that he's changed the rules of the game so that they can visit each other. Polygons fly through the air around Dill until the boy is running down the docks and into his arms, and in real life, the kid smiles in his cell. And then listen to some of the other shit that Karen lists off. Uh, not only is there a video game framing device, but Anne Hathaway refers to Matthew McConaughey as a daddy a number of times. Oh boy. Uh, and the movie also yeah. says that Hathaway and McConaughey are close to the same age, even though that is just not true. Wait, yeah, I don't know what their age difference is. It's is not close. He's much. He's significantly I, that's older. That's the thing. It's like, oh man, I gotta. I man, maybe I'm. I'm totally telling on myself here. I think McConaughey's really fucking hot. Yeah, that's Jesus fine. Christ. Oh, man, there's a there's a particular sequence in Magic Mike that I particularly enjoyed. But also, he is, he is much older than he looked. Looks. This is true. He was in a fishing game simulator. He read that script. Big base fishing, baby. He was in Big, Big Mouth Billy needed a bunch of murder and fucking. Man. I mean, like... It doesn't get better than that as far as movie twists go. Like, mm. clearly this writer-director saw his son playing fucking Grand Theft Auto, and he Honestly, was like, no, no, I no, thought no. this Here's was just a fishing game. Honestly, this owns. I have a suspicion, I have a sneaking suspicion that this movie is actually, like, good as shit. Like, not, the, uh, uh. not, like not like, fun. Or, 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 or enjoyable. Not like, a, not like a good movie, good movie, but like a good, bad movie, where it's like... The premise is ridiculous. Also, it culminates in a in an abuser getting killed, which I support. Um, the the gen the genu, the gen, general like 
consensus of that is that the movie is boring it's is it so boring? boring up to that point that it doesn't justify uh, the crazy batshit ending that people are saying wait till it comes onto some form of streaming and just watch the ending i see so unfortunately it is not they they do not pepper in the video game Ness. Like I watched the trailer, uh, that's a and if you told me that that was a that, that was the twist, I would assume you were making a joke at first. Like oh, I, it looks like an incredibly mundane adult thriller that like you pass over on Netflix. I wonder if it's good knowing that that's the twist, because then I feel like then maybe. you can. Because I feel like maybe then watching it, you get to poke holes in the game logic. As you know, we all play video games and clearly have a better understanding of them than this guy truth uh man what a what a weird thing truth that feels like a movie made in real earnest you know i don't that that feels like something where somebody really believed in the script they were writing very much uh at the end of our episodes because sometimes we talk about terrible things like we like to talk about good things good self-care corner things Good uh, self, good corner, corner, baby. This corner, this care, it's so sharp, and that's because it's a corner. Cool. 90 degrees, hot stuff. <laughs> uh, the pool near our apartment is about to open tomorrow, yeah. and I'm very excited. That's my self-care corner. Um, I'm going to go make sure Rhoda hasn't eaten the couch. All right, have fun. Oh, I'm just going to open the door. Oh, yeah, baby. Get that. Oh, yeah, the room. Can you feel the room tone opening? Do yourself uh, my self-care corner is, um, I had a, I had a, uh, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go over to my partner's place and we are going to play Resident Evil 2 until the cows come home, which I feel conflicted about because the voice acting was scab labor. And that's terrible, and I want to mention it, but it'll be really nice because this was a very stressful week for me. I had a very bad panic attack, and I've been looking forward to the weekend for a long time. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna get to play the what what appears to be the dope as hell, um, RE2 remake. RE2 remake, scary. I'm gonna sit in a hot tub until my lower body melts. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, and I'm gonna go to karaoke this weekend. It's gonna be a blast. There's so sure many things is. to be thankful. Anyways, thank you for listening, everybody. At Media Majors Cast on Twitter, Media Majors Podcast at gmail.com. Sonic's feet. Sonic's feet. Sonic's feet. Sonic's feet. We'll be there for you. We'll be there for you. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.